Brian Noonan on 720 WGN. Happy St. Patrick's Day. That's right. I've sobered up enough to come in and do a 50-minute program. That's about all I can handle, Cody. It's been a long weekend. Uh, We are glad you're here, as I said. It's always more fun when you get involved in the program. 312-981-7200. That's the phone. That's the text. When you call in, you'll be talking to Cody. Kiss my Blarney Stones Goff. He is the executive producer from Rockford, Illinois. If you're nice to him, you get to me. That's how it works. If you want to keep up with us on social media, and why wouldn't you? Oh, we excel in social media platforms. It's Brian Noonan Show on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, my tongue is firmly in my cheek. Uh, now you, Cody, uh, were not here for St. Patrick's Day. You were jetting around. You were all over the country. Uh, you were in our nation's capital. Do they celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Washington, D.C.? I would imagine. Well, because uh, there's a lot of orange in the nation's capital now, and uh, that is not, uh, we don't like the orange. That's the, uh, you know, not the, the true Irish color. The colors go pretty well together, though. Do they? All Green right. and orange. Green and orange. Yeah. Green, white, and orange. And people are going to say, isn't that the color of the flag, idiot? Yes. Shut up. I will say, uh, I saw far fewer people stumbling around and or getting sick on themselves yesterday in Washington, D.C. than I usually do in Chicago. I didn't see uh, I didn't see a lot of people vomiting this year. I didn't. And I was out and about as, uh, you know, if you follow us on the, the social media channels, you know I didn't uh, sequester myself. Over the St. Patrick's Day weekend, lot to do for me as the uh, standard bearer for all things Irish and stupid in, in the city. So I was out uh, out doing things, but uh, yeah, I didn't see. Uh, maybe because I didn't go to the parade, because you know, other than Mardi Gras, I eschew parades as much as possible. Sure, I am not a for, and, and that's something that's what makes me enigmatic, Cody. Is that while I love the parades at Mardi Gras. The rest of the other 362 days of the year that I'm not in New Orleans watching those parades, I would rather be uh, beaten with a stick than go to a parade. I prefer to think of you as an enigma wrapped within an enigma wrapped within an enigma. I like all of that. And then uh, put a water chestnut in the center of me and wrap me in bacon. And then that's that's me. How many licks does it take to get to the center of that? Well, it depends uh, Depends on the night of the year. Mm. It depends what I'm wearing and if I'm going traditional or not. Well, it's off of the morning to you, Brian. <laughs> yes. Roger, you're wearing green today. As far as we know, uh, you're not Irish, but we appreciate you representing. Well, I'm married Irish. Well, so. And welcome. we welcome all into the clan. That's <laughs> clan you. with a C. Look at Pam. Yeah. Pam's out of her mind. Talk about a, a decked out leprechaun over here. Look at this. <laughs> Pam looks like one of those memes from uh, one of those uh, music videos that you usually put together. <laughs> the jib, is it Jib Jab? Yeah. Pam looks like she's in a Jib Jab video She's for in real a Jib Jab cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> she looks fantastic. She does. She is, is all decked out. I love it. She and I, I both have it. our green uh, lunch bags, too. Wow. She's got... Uh, where's yours from? Is it just that your oh, sandwich Whole Foods. Old? Both of them. We have matching Whole Foods green lunch bags. Wow. Look at that. And yeah. we didn't even coordinate before we came in. I must say, uh, well, well, one, you you all look great. Cody is, I think he has, oh yeah, he has a little green t-shirt on. Underneath. I have a green t-shirt under your Guns N' Roses sweatshirt. Underneath my jeans. So that's oh. nice. It's good, because I like to see you represent. Uh, I was just at uh, a lunch, late lunch, early dinner, because today's my mom's 82nd birthday. So happy birthday, mom. I know she doesn't usually listen to the program, but uh, you know somebody will tell her. One of her friends who listens will tell her that I wish her a happy birthday. But anyway, we're out, and I'm wearing, I have like a green uh, quarter zip on, and uh, with a green t-shirt and my green Converse. And I was out, it was my mom, uh, Molly flew in for the weekend, so Molly was there, Debbie was there, and then uh, my brother and sister-in-law, and my three of my nieces, um, who are in second grade, kindergarten, and preschool. 
test Sloan and Shay. So we're there, and Sloan is my goddaughter. So we're sitting at the table, and Sloan comes over, and uh, you're very serious. Why are you wearing all green? I said, well, what's, uh, what's today? She said, St. Patrick's Day. I said, well, then that's why I'm wearing green. Do you have on green underwear? I was like, well, I, I'm not telling you. Tell me, is it green? And I was like, shoot, the kid was, I was getting sweated like uh, if uh, Andre Brower's character in Homicide Life on the Streets had me in the box. Wow. She was like, tell me, tell me, is it all right? Is it blue? Is it white? I said, I'm not going to tell you. Then show me. Show me your underwear. I said, well, one, we're at a restaurant. That should really be like number eight. Number one should be, well, you're a uh, five and a half year old girl. I'm not showing you my underwear, even though we are related. That's still never going to happen. Good call. Yeah, that's well. Listen, uh, I today, you know, it was the middle of the day. I had to come in here. I hadn't been drinking. Yeah, not that I would have. Not that I would ever show anybody my underwear anyway. Wow. Do you own a lot of green attire? I. Uh, hmm. Well, this is this serves double duty. This was a, a Mardi Gras purchase last year. Mm. So, I mean, I have a couple green T-shirts. So, the green, and your beard was green my yesterday, beard, the, my, the other day. Still well, kind of. My beard has. Uh, here's a tip for all you uh, wannabe beard dyers. Uh, one, it gets a lot of favorable attention from people. Uh, I had people. I had women coming up to me yesterday. I had women coming up to me yesterday asking if they could just please take a picture of my face because my beard was exquisite. Wow. I had people trying to take sneaky pics of me, huh? like I was an oddity, like I was some <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, Bigfoot had been spotted, spotted at the Irish American Heritage Center. They were trying to, uh, on, the, on the down low, as the kids like to say, take my picture until I, and I'm, you know me, Cody, my head's always on a swivel, because I don't know who's coming at me. So I see this happening, and then I let them try to get, I keep moving a little so they can't really get a picture of me, and then I just spin and I give them the pose. And they take the picture. So, you know, I was having a little fun. Was there a lot of finger pointing from the kids? Oh, I like, had, yes. Oh, looky, look, that man has a green beard. I see, oh, the, the kids are fascinated by it, <laughs> which is, is nice and also, you know, scary. <laughs> but I, So I made sure Debbie or Molly was with me at all times. Oh, okay. So I was never, like, sitting on a bench and had a, kids come over to me like, a, hey. Uh, because we sat down at one point, and at the next table there was a family, and all of a sudden this girl came over, and she couldn't have been more than four years old. And she goes, you have a green beard. <laughs> and I said, yes, I do. Now, she didn't ask me about her, my underwear. Only my, <laughs> only my niece asked me about my only underwear. Only family members Yeah, can. family members very curious about my <laughs> undergarments. Everybody else, not so much. They don't really care, which makes sense. And I was like, yes, I do. She said, oh, did it... Uh, I, does it? She asked if it grew that way, oh. and I was like, "No." And then she said, "Do you shave it?" And I said, "Yeah, sometimes." Uh, oh, you look like you look like a green Santa Claus. Ooh, yeah. look at you! Listen, I'm making friends, Roger. Yeah, I know the next you ge- are. You know who that four year old is? The next generation of listener. Of course. So when I'm ninety, yeah, and I'm still doing fifty minutes after a socks game, <laughs> that kid is going to be tuning in. That's the beauty of what I'm laying the groundwork. I know you are. <laughs> I'm always working. Yeah. So she can go back and listen to the podcast sure. from like, you know, 50 years oh, earlier. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? <laughs> uh, so that was, so the green beard, the, so back to your point about the green beard. Right. So the beard, uh, it's the same fluorescent, quote unquote, temporary color that I used as half of my Mardi Gras beard. When my beard was uh, this same green, mm-hmm. but then purple on the other side. I remember that. Apparently, right. the only reason I have a beard is so I can color it for the holidays. <laughs> you got none better, I, yeah, I, So Easter, it's going to be like pink with uh, bunny droppings in there. Oh, There's we got to see oh, that. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I don't know, what are the other holidays coming up? Do we have any other holidays? Uh, well, right Day? now we've got Purim. 
I don't. I, the 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 uh, oh, the Hebrew ch- holiday. What is the that, what? festival of, uh, e- uh, of Esther? The story of Esther. Does Esther have a signature color? Um, Do we? I mean, it's you know, kind of like a Halloween, but not with the spooky ghosts and stuff, because kids can dress up in costumes. But it mm-hmm. is about how Esther saves her people from the uh, evil uh, King Haman. That Which sounds like a get, lot of. That yeah, sounds like a lot of story. It might to put be purple. Beard. Purple might go good. All right, that's also yeah. That's also a Lenten color. Which Palm Sunday. Oh, there you go. Palm Sunday's coming up. Maybe I just burn the beard. Is that what, what you're would telling you, me? What <laughs> would you do it? for the yeah, yeah singe? I'm actually thinking of maybe going black and white for opening day. For that's the white what I was Sox. thinking. We we'll do that for yeah. the socks. We we'll get that going, and then we go Fourth uh, of July coming up. Of course. Oh God, you got to do the blue. stars. Sure, put some stars in there. Yeah. And then we go. Uh, what else we got? Uh, then we go. Then we go into the fall holidays. I'm more of a, a fall color guy anyway, so I think that will enhance my overall look. Uh, by then, <laughs> the beard should be ZZ top length, and then we can you know we braid Ooh. it and do each braid a different color. It gets crazy. But anyway, you got to grow it long. Do I need to talk to promotions about all this? Or <laughs> well, you can talk to them, and it'll go the same as every other time we've talked to promotions. Uh, wow, I'm coming in hot today. <laughs> you coming are coming in hot. Uh, so about so the coloring about of the, the beard. Co- so last night I get home, mm-hmm. and I had had what I was calling a green druff all day. So as as oh, yeah, things yeah, dried, yeah. there was green would fall out, and I'd mm-hmm. brush it off. So I get home, and you're supposed to. Uh, it's supposed to come off easily with just shampoo or soap. Okay. So, you know, but I had a lot in there, and so it's it's taking a while. I'm First, I'm soaping it all up, and I'm doing a preliminary rinse, and some of it's coming out, and then more is coming out, and, and then I shampoo my face, and more is coming out. And no matter what I did, there was still a, a little green hue mm-hmm. in some of the whiter parts. A tint. So, yeah, my, I think the tint is going to stay for a while. I can see it here, actually, from the camera. It looks... Well, that it, may be a very reflecting... Light. Of, oh, it's very light. Yeah. It's very light. It's almost... Um, I don't. I wouldn't know how to describe it. What would a, past, a light pastel green? What color name is that? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Not the color you want in your beard. No. Why did you put so much in, or did you... Well, you got to have it... You, no, you're just, it's a spray, so you're just spraying oh, it. Oh, okay. And I sprayed till everything was covered. I gotcha. And okay. then it, you know, and then I'm taking... Then I'm very meticulous in making sure there's no overspray on my skin. And gotcha. So it looks... It looks like the beard grew in that color. It did look very good and very bright. It's very bright. Yeah, yeah. Kids love it. Plus, you look like a. You know me. I'm a shrinking violet. Shamrock. I don't like people uh, noticing me. I like to sneak in and out yeah, of I places. Uh, you don't like uh, standing out in the crowd. No, no, no I not like, you. I don't like that at all. No. Well, I'm on my third green me. shirt. Why are you sweating through it? Are you no, nervous? Were you in nervous three days. about doing oh your third green shirt? In yeah, three days? I had my light green shirt that you've seen before. Sure. Uh, with my dark green tie and uh-huh. green pants and green socks on Friday night. Uh, You're be- fancy because, for well, an overnight Jess, radio show. Matt Bubala's uh, producer, Just Rain, sa- sent out an email saying, Everybody wear green tonight. I want to take a picture. So Matt forgot to wear green. Um, so he had to grab one of those green um, beer can cozies from the uh, free table. Chartreuse is the color that we're looking for, Roger. Oh, is that Chartreuse. what it is? Thank you, 917. Very light green. Very nice. Yep. And then yesterday I wore my uh, dark green polo shirt last night. Wow. And uh, then today I've got the uh, dark green uh, collar shirt. I don't know if you two know this or have noticed this, but mm. on St. Patrick's Day or around St. Patrick's Day, I have worn the same green shirt every year for the last seven years because I only own one green shirt. Is that right? I don't look good in it. I don't like wearing it. I only keep it 
folded in the corner of my closet, and I pull it out. Honest to God, one day a year, <laughs> I was probably I wore it a few times when I first got it. It is a lime green shirt. Yes, it and is. It says the final countdown is now playing in your head, and when wow. people see it, it's the final countdown. That's how we do. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But you do keep it covered. You got something over it though. You had I, to unzip the jacket, yeah, I didn't put you? My hoodie on. I, yeah. I, I, I was, you know. Are you embarrassed right. by the shirt? Cody's wearing beads, <laughs> so that's nice. He's wearing yeah, some green beads. I walked into Seven Eleven, grabbed a chili dog on the way here, as wow, one you, does. Why are you bragging? <laughs> All about the bra- like you got money to burn. He does. It's, it's, you're making that producer money. You're dropping <laughs> chili dogs at Seven Eleven yeah, on St. Patrick's. I'm Day. dropping greens at the Seven Eleven. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Making it rain cabbage. <laughs> I made it rain and then made it rain chili on my quarter pound big bite. Uh, oops. So was it good? It's, no. That's disgusting. Uh, but the guy the guy was wearing a kilt, and he handed me these beads when I told him the nice guy kilt. working at 7-Eleven? The guy working, yeah. Kudos <laughs> to him. It was great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kilt is another thing that you don't say, you know. I Yesterday at this Heritage Center, besides myself, I think I only saw one kilt. Yeah, Which kilt's is underdone. Yeah, very. Is it just not a thing anymore? Well, listen, I don't know what it is. People are afraid to wear them. Guys don't have the uh, guys don't have the uh, self confidence because huh. people well, will you say do. the uh, well. Sure, I do. Yeah. I'm a guy who you know has a green beard. I don't care. <laughs> Kilt. You do need self confidence. You don't need underwear. That's true. <laughs> That's and you should get a green shirt, the T-shirt next year, where that has that saying on well, it. Well, everybody Cody. knows. Yeah, that's your new green shirt. There we go. That's your new green shirt. I'm going to look Wear online. With your kilt. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, and then this is very exciting. I mentioned that I had lunch uh, or dinner with my nieces, and uh, my nieces told me a joke, and I thought, you know what? It's been a long time on this show since we had a joke from a uh, five-year-old. Yeah. You know, usually it's my jokes, which are by like three-year-old jokes. Uh, so we are going to, I'm going to share a joke. This is, listen, I don't know if it's family friendly. Uh, this is the same niece, the same, no, kilt, somebody, now see, what? kilts are Scottish anyway. No, they are Celtic. So, oh. kilts, kilts, uh, and they usually, why do you think the Shannon Rovers and everybody else wears kilts? Because it's a Celtic thing. And isn't it supposed to represent like your clan? Yes. It's clan colors? Every, well, clans yeah. or, or family names, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, kilts are really prevalent at the Bristol Renaissance Fair. Sure, so are big turkey legs, but you know, we don't. Uh, we're not trying to be. We're, oh. not trying to, we're not trying to be Renaissance Fair guys. And you're not talking about the legs that come out no, from underneath no, the kilts the as turkey legs. Turkey legs. No, okay. you got to. If you're gonna wear a kilt, you got to have the nice socks, okay. some good calves. Cody knows every time I'm going out to wear the kilt, I do extra calf work. Get them all jacked up. I actually, <laughs> the only steroids I do are injected straight into my calves. So my calves are giant size. I go into the center yesterday, yeah. <laughs> uh, walking into the center, to speak of calves, because it takes me to my sock where I always have my ceremonial uh, skein do, my dagger. You know that? I got oh. my dagger in there. And I've got, uh, I, uh, instead of wearing my sporan, which is small, I wore a bright green fanny pack, because that, in, in the same way that the sporan hangs, it's got almost a lot of room. Um, and I had a flask in my flask holster on my Irish kilt utility belt. Because I am an alcoholic superhero. <laughs> so I'm walking in, and these giant security guys are standing there. Go, open that fanny pack. Uh-oh. Okay. So I open the fanny pack, show them my phone and my wallet. They go, okay, that's fine. They don't look for the dagger. They don't look for the full flask. Nothing. I could have had a, uh, a samurai sword and a pistol, and I could have roamed in as long as I didn't have something in that fanny pack. 
So here's here's a lesson for all you would be scoff laws. You could have had a shuriken. <laughs> I could, a what? A shuriken. A shuriken. What's a shuriken? We've talked about this. I know, and I pay, don't pay attention when you speak. So now you have to remind me. <laughs> it's a, that was a call. That was a brilliant callback for all the listeners that remember our doubloon shuriken debate. Remember, because you said everyone knows what a doubloon is, and Correct. I said everyone knows what a shuriken is, which is a Japanese ninja star throwing star oh, that the Ninja right. Turtles used. So yeah, oh, I remember. So that's what a shuriken a is. A shuriken is a Japanese throwing star. It's, oh, I could have had those all over the place. I don't I know. I've been wearing a bandolier of shurikens. Yeah, I don't know if it's Japanese. I don't want to. I don't want us to become like a where did kilts come from kind of debate. But they're from somewhere. Yeah, and you know that what? Part of the world. You get you get a pick knits over an Irish guy wearing a kilt. I don't think so. All right, let's do this. <laughs> then we're gonna have a, a get your pens and pencils ready if you still write things like uh, old school people, or just hold your phone up to the radio, or get a transcript. I don't know, but you're gonna want to, <laughs> you're gonna want to hear this joke. Wow! Now people who are uh, really longtime listeners are going. Hey, they played the arcade. That was the first theme for the arcade. That's right. Way wow. back in the day. Uh, wow, that, that's of, a blast from the past, like the thing we just dropped. I was just about to do the tie. Great minds. Right. So speaking of blasts from the past and the old time, we just, because we were on short today, like we did last week, we uh, dropped a special bonus hours podcast uh, at WGNRadio.com. And the one you will hear, if you listen now, uh, involves myself, Cody Goff, Roger Badish, and Christopher Michael. Yes. Our old uh, newsman from Saturday nights into Sunday mornings, Christopher is back, an angel that walks among us. That is actually addressed during the podcast. So if you want to hear uh, a great get-together, it was so much fun talking to Roger and Christopher, and uh, Cody just kind of sat in awe because, really, he was in the presence of uh, broadcast legends in their own minds. It was wonderful as he was trying to read our minds. All right, I told you my uh, my niece told me a joke. Now, she was very... My niece Sloan told me this joke. She's in uh, kindergarten. She's my goddaughter. She's going to be uh, turned six this Thursday. But she wanted me to make sure that I gave proper credit, because this is her older sister Tess's joke. Tess is in second grade. Um... I don't know if they aspire to comedy or not, but this is the joke. Because, Cody, you know, uh, sometimes I fancy myself a joker. I'll say silly things that I hope will make people laugh. Uh, This actually made me laugh, and then their reaction made me laugh. Cody, let me ask you this. Why was Tigger looking in the toilet? Because he was looking for poo. Yes, he was trying (laughs) to find poo. (laughs) So, so, slow tells me this joke. Why is Tigger looking in the toilet? I go, I don't know. He was trying to find poo. And then Tess goes, get it? <laughs> get it? Because it's Winnie the Pooh. He's trying. I said, yes, I get it. No, that's it's his nickname is Pooh. So he, I, I get it. I get it. And I wanted to explain to her, if you have to explain it, it doesn't work. But the joke works. The joke worked on so many levels without having to explain it. So kudos to both of them. For uh, for, and feel free to take that joke now if you want it. If you want to impress some of your friends tonight, because drunk uh, drunk people on St. Patrick's Day night—that's a that's a night they'll appreciate that joke. So in the next half hour, uh, we are going to have a bow tie theater review and old this date in old man music history. Wow! Because last week, oh, somebody was whining and crying on the podcast. You'll have to listen to it at WGNRadio.com, and we'll do that. But right now, it is 6.30 on 7.20 WGN, so that means it's time for the news. This report is sponsored by Chicago Crypto Capital. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day. Brian Noonan on 7.20 WGN. The festivities 
Uh, well, who knows? For some people, the festivities have wrapped up. For others, they will go into the wee hours. The river is still green, so that's nice. I didn't get to see uh, see them dye the river yesterday, but uh, to be able to look out on it, and it is still bright green today. Much like my beard, it will take a while for the green to dissipate and uh, you know, the river to go back to its usual sludge green color. Not the bright, not the bright green that we associate with St. Patrick's Day. The sludge green that we associate with like Wednesday. That's uh, that's. What we're Did you see what somebody uh, posted on social media? They said if they can dye the river green, why can't they dye it blue? Ha oh, ha! Boy, every year we hear the same joke. Fantastic. Okay, fine. That's terrific. Mm. Did uh, you get it? No, I didn't. I didn't get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Because it's a river. It should be water. Should be blue. <laughs> Tough day for the White Sox, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, mm. uh, I'm torn for ge- on games like this because, um, you know, you got players who are out there, they're trying to make it to the show, and you know they're not going to the show. This is, uh, so, you know, you get to, as, as Ed Farmer said at the end of the broadcast, you get to see some of the starters do their work, and then you see guys who... I admire, I, you know, I admire the skill and dedication it takes to get even to that, even to that point, to play in a spring training game for the big club. But then you know that most of them, after, you know, after this week, it's, you know, it's done. It's, you know, their their dream. Either they go back to the minors and they keep knocking around, or they decide, you know what, maybe it's time to hang up the spikes and move on. But that's got to be a horrible decision. It's hard for anything. To, to chase a dream and then not quite get it. But I think it's even it might even be harder for an athlete to get to that point. Because, you know, if you're a musician, you yeah, you've put in tons of hours. It's probably the same kind of thing. You've put in all those hours practicing, uh, all those gigs at bars and clubs and smoky rooms and garages and dances. And just like uh, a baseball player especially, you're coming up through the minors and you're riding buses and you're, you're oh, my goodness. And then you get close, and one day you get to put on the, you know, you put on that uniform, and you go out to play for the for the big club, and you know it's just them looking at you. And then you go back, and that's not your year, you know. You're gonna be you're gonna be there for uh, be there for another couple years, so it's hard. But uh, opening day is not far away, Cody. Sox home open April fourth. That's only a couple days after our birthday. If people are looking for gifts, that's my birthday. Yours is April fourth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It's because I forgot. I thought yours was a day before mine. No. Yours is a day after. Yeah. So uh, yeah, April fourth. If you want to send Cody and I to the Sox, a home opener, White Sox. If you're listening, you know, come on. And uh, if you <laughs> notice my post, eleven days to opening day in general. Do you have as... any references that are not tied to social media? Do you uh, live no, in the real world no, no, at no, all no, anymore? No, not no, anymore. You realize the last two things you've said to me have been social tied media. to social media. Yeah. There's a whole world out there, Ryan. Really? I wander through it. <laughs> no way. Now, yes, I do. I do practice social media, but uh, <laughs> you practice. I, I practice. practice. Yeah. I, well, it's like I, minor leagues. He's I'm in the minor leagues stuff. Uh, yeah. don't, <laughs> don't, don't kid yourself, pal. I'm uh, Twitter. I'm Twitter certified. <laughs> I know you check mark, I'm Twitter yeah. verified, so you may want to back off. Uh, but all right, so it's uh, what? Yes, you're every day. Every, if you follow Roger, there's here's our plug. Follow Roger. <laughs> He makes the Yankee Yankee motion. Follow Roger, <laughs> and uh, you can see every day he posts a different baseball card, and that player's number is how many days it is till opening day. Right, but today was one of our uh, one of my favorite players from the White Sox from 1969, Louis Aparicio. Oh, very nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have clarification. Uh-oh. Uh oh. On Roger's last social media ramblings, they did <laughs> dye the river blue when the Cubs won the World Series. 
I wasn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was about too that. into the into the parade and stuff. I don't even remember the uh, them yes. dying at Blue. Now, wow. um, just another quick because St. Patrick's Day uh, will go on a little bit. Uh, Catherine O'Connor, our, uh, O'Connell, our good friend, wonderful, wonderful vocalist. She's been on the show before. She's on Rick Cogan's show a lot. Um, the old St. Pat show was moved to the Auditorium Theater for this Tuesday night because uh, the CSO is on strike. So if you still want to see the old Pat, St. Pat's show, this Tuesday night it is going to be at the Auditorium Theater. So you can go and check that out. And I'm sure if you Google old St. Pat's show and Auditorium Theater, you'll be able to get all the information. So we'll do that. All right, since we're talking about theater, oh, segue seamlessly. It's time for another Bowtie Theater Review. Uh, I had the pleasure of going this week to see A Bronx Tale, which is playing at the uh, James Niederlander Theater, formerly the Oriental Theater. Now, here's the thing. It's only here for another week. It was a very short uh, two-week engagement. It had opened on Broadway and done very well, so now it's on a national tour. Uh, If you're not familiar with A Bronx Tale, maybe you heard of it. Chaz Palminteri wrote a one-man show years ago. That one-man show he then turned into a film, um, which did very well. With Robert De Niro, De Niro directed it. He loved the script so much that De Niro directed the film. Chaz Palminteri starred as Sonny, the uh, the mobster in the movie, and uh, and but basically, a Bronx Tale is Chaz's story of growing up in the Bronx in the late fifties, early sixties. If you've seen the movie, this is the one. This is the one problem I had with the show. If you've seen the movie, the movie's pretty gritty. Uh, the show, because it's a Broadway musical, while it has some heavy parts, is a little more upbeat. Putting that aside, the show the show was very entertaining. If you like, do you like Jersey Boys? You ever seen Jersey Boys, Cody? I can't remember. All right, that's not a good testament to the to Jersey Boys. I love Jersey, Jersey Boys. Boys. Is great. Oh my gosh, Frankie Valli. Well, yeah. it's that same that same time period, the late fifties, oh, okay. the sixties. You know, so you've got that doo wop kind of sound and. Uh, the music was all done by, uh, oh boy, I lost the page. My mu- the music is all very upbeat. It's very, you got a lot of, uh, Alan Menken. You've, you've oh, heard yeah. of Alan Menken before. He's done a lot of uh, Disney time. stuff. A lot of Disney yeah. stuff. Alan Menken. I thought that was who, but I didn't want to misspeak. So Alan Menken did the music. Mm-hmm. Chaz Palminteri wrote the book uh, the, for the Broadway show, which is different than writing the, the uh, writing the one-man show. Mm-hmm. He wrote the book for the Broadway show. Alan Menken did the music. The music is very good. Uh, the highlights for me in the music came from came one late in the first act, uh, Nicky Machiavelli. This is Sonny, the the mobster, because if you're unfamiliar, Chaz Palminteri, Chaz Palminteri's character, they call him C. And so C grows up in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. His dad drives a bus. They live near a bar. The bar is run by the outfit. And Sonny is the charismatic mobster who kind of runs the neighborhood. I gotcha. Okay. So C is torn between his admiration for Sonny and his respect for his father and the two worlds that those men represent. C witnesses something early in the early in the show that endears him and, and then reacts to that, seeing that in a way that endears him to Sonny. Sonny takes him under his wing, much to his father's chagrin, and we follow C from the time he was about seven, um, through his late teens, early 20s. So you're following this along. So one of the songs comes late in the first act, as I mentioned, Nicky Machiavelli. Sonny is singing it, and he's talking about, uh, you know, he's trying to tell 
see what it is about him that allows him to run things the way he is. And he, and he, he talks about Machiavelli and is it better to love or fear? And the whole song revolves around that, love or fear. And uh, as you can imagine, one person chooses one, another person chooses another. But that was that was great. And I think my favorite song of the whole show was in the, it's the third song of the second act that's called One of the Great Ones. And again, Sonny is singing this to C about a, um, a potential girlfriend. C tells him he's met this girl and blah, blah, blah. And then Sonny sings this song, basically saying, in your lifetime as a man, you meet three great women. And so this girl could be one of your great ones. So you're not, you shouldn't let it slip through your hands. A wonderful song, uh, conveys a lot. It was great. And then the final song of the show, it's, I mentioned that I, I had trouble at the beginning making the distinction between the gritty movie and the more upbeat show. The end of the show, the end of A Bronx Tale, the musical, brings everything to a point. And the final song, The Choices We Make, is really, really good. Um, I gotta say, Joe Barbara, who plays Sonny, Richard Blake, who plays Lorenzo, and Joey Barrario, who plays C, the, the grown-up C, are fantastic. Not only do they look the part of an Italian gangster, a young Italian guy growing up in the Bronx, and his Italian father, they look the part, they sound the part, their voices are terrific, they do a great job. The rest of the cast is stellar. They all, they're all very solid. Um, you know, there's some guys who look like they could have been extras on The Sopranos. They come out, you know, his, his Sonny's, Sonny's crew, that kind of thing. It's a lot of fun. I, uh, the issue I had, other than you know, one being a little more gritty than the other, um, Young C. I, I had a. We pro- are working towards a goal. I, I'm working toward the end of this. I don't know <laughs> who's working towards a goal, Roger. Uh, I think it was a sports reference. Uh huh. No, I don't think it was. It sounded like a politician to me. Right in the middle of the Bowtie Theater Review, Cody. I'm just glad I didn't do it. I'm glad you didn't do it, too. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I'm glad you my, didn't do it, too. My two computers got confused. Mm-hmm. So sorry. I was enthralled by your description. Not so enthralled that you didn't want to interrupt it. Yeah, I, I want to know about the young kid. I'm not... I'm not or are you going to save I'm, that until after the news? No, no, no. I'm not, I mean, After break. the break, no. I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not bashing this young man's performance. But I had a... I, one, I was having a little hard time hearing him. Two, I couldn't tell if he was trying to do an accent or if he has an accent or if there was a speech there. I, I don't know. So I was a little pulled out trying to reconcile what this young man was doing. He was, he was fine. You know, he, he sang well. He moved well. He embodied the part. He didn't look Italian, though, at all. He was a little blonde kid. I was like, he's the only one that doesn't really look the part. But he did fine. It's just it pulled me out. But that character... By the last half of the first act, that character is gone because C has grown up. And so once C grows up, things, uh, things take a, another turn. If you, if you like the movie, I think you'll enjoy the, the musical. Just don't go in expecting the same grit throughout. You'll be familiar with the story. Uh, but because it's a Broadway musical, you're getting some more upbeat songs. The songs were all good. There was never, never a moment where I went, well, that song didn't really fit. If you haven't seen the movie, I think you're going to love it. Because one, you're not you won't have that internal monologue trying to make the comparison, and two, you'll just be able to let 
the great acting, and the music wash over you. So if you haven't seen the movie, you're going to love it. If you saw the movie, I think you're going to like it. I think you need to, uh, if you have any, if you like that kind of music, the 60s doo-wop kind of sound, this is good for you too. The staging was really good. Uh, I'm loving now the the modern musicals aren't doing these big overblown sets. There's a lot of stuff that flies in and out. Uh, very sparse. It doesn't distract from anything. The little things are just th- just there to enhance what the actors are doing, and the actors are doing a great job. So, A Bronx Tale the Musical runs through March 24th at the James Niederlander Theater. You can get tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. Out of four bow ties, I give this three bow ties. So, Definitely worth seeing, uh, but you got to move fast because next Sunday is the final performance. All right, let's do this. Then, uh, while I'm chastising Roger, you can uh, you can listen to these fine words, and then when we come back, we'll have a this date in old man music history, interrupted by some political talk. We'll do all of that after this. Why? Because we're here on 720 WGN. <laughs> The familiar theme music of a long-forgotten segment. It's this day in old man music history. Brought to you by the Brian Nooner Show. This day in old man music history. Sponsored by... Nobody. Who'd pay for that? Uh, yes, it's this day in old man music history. And you may be thinking, Brian, why'd you choose today to bring this back? Well, because uh, last week we recorded a very special podcast, which you can listen to right now. Well, wait until later. Because listen to us and then listen to Karen and then, you know. Uh, listen to it at your leisure. But it's at WGNRadio.com. It's the bonus hours because we had a short show today. So uh, we have a very special podcast that included Roger Badish, Christopher Michael, myself, and Cody. Yes, we got our news folks back together. It was an overnight show reunion, which uh, people have been clamoring for. Oh, we missed the overnight show. It was so much fun. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun, and I credit uh, these guys for being a big part of it. So it was nice to talk to Christopher and, uh, you know, tolerable to talk to Roger. And- <laughs> And I say that now because people will listen and go, he's always so mean to Roger. But we, we address that on the podcast as well. And Roger, uh, Cody, would would it be fair for me to say Roger was in a snit because uh, because we haven't done this segment in a while? Uh, you know, I'm a neutral party. Wow. Oh. Wow. Really? No. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> holy smokes. You, you just left me out there. You left me hanging. I only antagonize when it's least expected. Oh, I have right. to be unpredictable, Brian. All right. I just saw another uh, child's joke for St. Patrick's Day. I'm like you're, uh, I'm like you're <laughs> the Pink Panther. I'm like Cato. Oh, you just leap in? Yeah. And I'm Clouseau? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it so, surprisingly so well. Roger, <laughs> Roger was trying. Roger was trying to uh, to cajole us into doing the the segment again. So, all right, Roger, what do you got? Well, on this date in 1958, the Champs came out with Tequila oh. at number one. the The record originally hit the charts in. January of 1958, and on this date, it took over as number one on the charts. Well, could you have found a scratchier version of it? Uh, Actually, this is a live broadcast from American Bandstand. A little background history on this. The... One of the uh, members of the band, the Flores Trio, actually, uh, three members of the band, uh, the Daniel Flores actually wrote this and is the one who says the um, unforgettable word, tequila. 
Yeah. All right. And so, uh, actually, this was not one of the songs that was supposed to be recorded at the time that this group got together. And they came out with this as the last song. And yeah. this became a hit. And all the other songs they recorded just kind of never made it anywhere. And then, of course, for the younger generation, uh, this song brought back to popularity by Pee Wee Herman when he was not in an adult theater somewhere in Florida. He was making films. And in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, he did the tequila dance. He did, and uh, apparently uh, it is becoming popular on the karaoke scene nowadays. Why? It's a one word. I know. Tequila. <laughs> there, I just did karaoke, Cody. You did. Tequila. I think I actually saw somebody do that live. Really? Now, what did they do? Just dance and then sing one word and yeah. keep dancing? Yeah. And do you judge that? You have to judge them harshly as a man who sings Guns N' Roses for karaoke. You know, I think there's a there's a certain type of karaoke performer who prefers the dancing over the singing. Well, that's not karaoke, then. Karaoke wow. is Japanese for the empty voice. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's right. Ooh. It's not for the, um, the swivelly hips. You're not dancing. Kara- you know, you want to, you know, go on so you think you can dance. You don't karaoke for, uh, for tequila. You have now gone into the history of the kilt. And That's the right. origins of karaoke. You're a worldly man. In a 50-minute show. Wow. A lot of people couldn't handle that in a four-hour show. And told the joke about poo. That's right. <laughs> I cover all the bases. You really do. All the bases. You saw another joke you said. I do have another joke. Uh, our friend Marcus Lashock from the WGN-TV Morning News, his daughter, posted this joke. Uh, what's Irish and sits out in the yard all night? Patio know. furniture. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brian. I literally was going to tell you that joke. Were you really? I swear to God. I saw my grandma for her 90th birthday last week, and I looked up, like, good St. Patrick's Day joke. I swear to God, I was about to tell you that same joke. That's so weird. We've gotten two big jokes today. That's so weird. All right. uh, All joking aside, we're going to say hi to Karen Conti in just a minute and find out what she's going to be talking about on her big broadcast. That's next on WGN.